wanted to talk about, you know, the fact that I think we said it last week, you know, the, the crime, the real crime is, and the real shame is when good men do nothing. And so this is not to pat our own backs or toot our own horns, but we're trying to inspire men, you know, to get involved. We're trying to uh, inspire the modern day heroes of faith. We're trying to find them, identify them. And we get to, you know, we get to do that later today with a, with an interview, but the fact of the matter is if we only talk about it, then we're just as complicit. So, you know, I know that you're hosting guys at your house, you've redone your whole barn. Like you're, you, you're making an investment. It's not just, Oh yeah, let's have some guys over, you know, it's, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes money. It's our own blood, sweat and tears. And it's worth it, you know, because we're, we're helping, um, we're helping men find authenticity. We're helping them find community. And a lot of them, it's really touching their hearts. So, you know, the example, just wanted to share maybe some of our examples, how, what's happening for us on our journey. So I don't know, maybe we could just open up with what, what's, you know, what you're seeing there in South Carolina. Well, I know like for me, it's been difficult. I have a lot going on just like a lot of other people, but you know, I mean, you, you just got, you know, promoted to work. You're, you're taking on a ton of responsibility. Me, I, I, I launched my business full time and, uh, I've got kids. I got a teenager and a young kid, you have a, a, a young daughter. Um, there's all these things, all these reasons why not to. Um, but I think that's the trap. And I don't think it's healthy either. Yeah. I, I found, you know, if we don't have time to fellowship with each other, you know, so for me, it was every Tuesday morning, going to my men's group, um, trying to be there. I can't be there every single time. You know, when you run your own company and stuff like that, especially doing what I do, um, it's on their schedule, you know, it's on the client schedule, but I go as, as often as I can. And just by doing that little thing right there, I started developing relationships, getting to know these guys and realizing the emptiness that was inside of me is not because I wasn't walking with God. It's not because I don't believe in him and I'm not doing my best to fulfill the calling you know, that he has on me, but I didn't have the fellowship that I needed. And there's, there's scripture out there specifically where Jesus is saying, Hey, you know, you need to do this where two or more are gathered. That's where I'll be, you know, where, you know, you need to rely on each other. He sent them out in pairs and, and all this other stuff. There's so much in there where he's just like, don't try and do this on your own. And it's not going to be easy because it's so much easier to isolate and, you know, just get caught up in your work or whatever. And that's, that's where you usually end up falling, you know, where things start happening and you're not, it's not about accountability. I don't, I don't think there's a certain amount of, of of that there. I mean, I can get accountability from my friends in the world too. Um, right. But it is that fellowship, that spiritual fellowship, that coming together that really kind of changes things. So that's what I started doing. And then I was like, I just told my wife, I said, Hey, every third Saturday, we're having a men's, we're having a fireside chat. And I told the guys, I said, this isn't, <laughs> we're not doing a video. We're not doing a Bible study. We're just going to sit around the campfire. I said, if you drink beer, bring a couple beers. I don't care. You know, I don't drink very much, but we're just going <laughs> to sit around and chill. And we did that. Our first one was last month, and it was the best time of fellowship. I got to know these guys. They got to know me. And um, we just found that uh, 
that time together is is what we need. You know, that's what we're missing. There's so many cultures that have that. It's just kind of like yeah. part of their culture, even outside of their religious beliefs. You know, I go all over the world and I see that. It's like, you know, when you're done with work, you're getting together, you're going out to eat with a big group or you're doing all fellowship is just something that's built into us, you know, being around other people and, and being able to de-stress and, and talk and learn and share. And so I think that's what God's kind of been pushing on me. That is like, look, quit trying to save the world, which I literally do for my, my job, you know, I rescue yeah. people places and, and things like that but a lot of times it's still isolated and doing that and uh, it was stop trying to do all that and focus on a huge picture and just focus on yourself your your community around you and um, it'll grow from there you know it has we're having another yeah. one and you know, twice as many people are going to be there so I'm looking forward to it but um the great thing is we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, so, yeah. you know, we talked about uh, somewhere at some point last year, that book wild at heart, you know, we got a hold of that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same thing and started a, you know, uh, started with going to coffee with my pastor. Just, you know, we both made time to just connect and, you know, he's my friend, he's my pastor. And, um, Fortunately, you know, that's a real, that's a real blessing. Um, but this all kind of came out of that time of just going to coffee, talking about what's on our heart. And it was like, look, I really want to do something, especially with the young men. Here's what I'm feeling. And it's like, yeah, go for it. You know, so now we're using wild at heart just as the premise. Um, but it's like, I told the guys, I said, Hey, we're, you know, we're coming together and we're doing this, but I do not this, I do not need to do this to like check a box, to say that I'm anything, to go through the motions. I said, I feel a sense of urgency for this. And, um, I said something, you know, I've, I've been in ministry in and around ministry since I was like 15 years old. I said, there's something about this time. There's this urgency and this responsibility that I feel to you guys. And it's not the result but it's the opportunity for you to come here and let God do what only God can do. So I I'm happy to open my house and, you know, my wife has been total, you know, we're, we're partners in this. Just like you said, you talk to your wife and we're, we're total partners in this. We've been feeding them doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but it's just so we can make, make space for God to come in and touch these guys' lives. We got, it's mostly young guys, a um, couple, couple of married guys, but we're just same thing. We have time of prayer. It's something that is not just getting together to talk about the Super Bowl last Sunday, but it's life giving. We do a little bit of that. We, you know, we eat and we chat about sports or whatever. Um, but then we start talking, and because we're not trying to check boxes and because we're not in a box. It's life giving and guys like you just see light bulbs going on. And like I told them, you know, I don't have it all figured out. I'm, I expect to be gleaning from you guys too. And so then our scripture comes in as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another and it just happens immediately. That's the benefit of uh, and it's like God knew <laughs> we're supposed to get together. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and if you don't, I, I've noticed. We have like a huge 
like we have young, old, doesn't matter. And, and then uh, we've also, I, I was just like, look, bring your wives. I don't care if you want to bring your wife, you want to bring your kids. I don't, it doesn't matter. This isn't like, like I said, this isn't like a men's only group or whatever. So I want these kids to see men banter back and forth. And I want our wives to see us stepping up into our roles as, as men and being there to support us because we can't do anything without them. Um, and we've seen that, you know, and it's just like, it's just, uh, we're not praying, we're not reading, but you can feel the presence of God amidst everybody and the conversation and everything else that's going on without the distractions of sports or TV or movies or anything like that, you know, or your phones. I don't remember, we were out there for, must have been three hours of this last fireside chat we had. And nobody pulled out their phone, not once. There was no reason to. And I just remember, maybe that's not a big deal for everybody else. But for me, it's just like, it, it brings me back to a time where we, we grew up. I mean, that's all we did. We went and hung out with each other, right? We went and hung out with our friends. We were seeking, you know, and we weren't perfect. We, we went through our stuff. But we were seeking God, even in our, at a young age, and the way we found that and that the way our relationship built, you know, as friends was through that fellowship and through being around each other and through experiencing our stuff. And, you know, when something went wrong, you know, I was at Chats, Chats house a couple, a couple of times. A little bit scary how I got there. But, uh, you know, it was like we, we developed those relationships, which God wants us to do while we're here. We need each other. And if you don't understand why. Uh, I know I go back to combat a lot, but we're in a spiritual war. It's obvious to anybody who has any kind of feeling of or, or understanding of the Holy Spirit and what's what's in them. It's obvious what's going on in our world. Um, and, and to deny it and to kind of just be like, oh, that's it's just a phase or it's just a it, it's just really it's you being scared, too scared to acknowledge what's actually happening right now. And, yeah. and so it, there's so much of that going on. Me as a former military guy, I, I know you, you can't do combat on your own. There's no lone wolves out there. There's nobody going out by themselves. Even like if you're on, like I was on a, a scout team, you know, snipers don't go out by themselves. They go out with a spotter. You know, they always have two people. There's always somebody to rely on in that, that conflict. You have to have somebody with you. And so if you don't have a, peop- a group of people, a community of some kind where you're at, you need to seek it out and you need to create it. You need to lead. And there's there's going to be these thoughts that come in your head of like, oh, that's not me. I'm not a leader. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know how to do this. Yes, you do. And you have everything in the word that tells you how to do that. I know you've been going through Proverbs like crazy, right? And yeah. there's so many just little nuggets of wisdom in there on how to, to go about living life in general, you know, and with other people, um, about parenthood, kids and fellowship with other people. There's, there's so much out there that you, you can't say you don't know how you have a manual. It's there for you. And, yeah. and you just got to start using it, but you're in a war and you need your, you need your, your brothers and, and sisters to, to fight it. Yeah, so so all this is kind of like, you know, we were talking about what are we going to talk about? Just what's on our heart, what we're doing. Uh, you talked about Proverbs. So so for me, going through the Proverbs and trying to really hear what is almost God's theme of the day. So 
day 15, right? It's February 15th is a day of plans. And it's about, I'll read it in a couple of versions. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success is how the NLT says it. In the Passion Translation, your plans will fall apart right in front of you if you fail to get good advice. But if you first seek out multiple counselors, you'll watch your plans succeed. So there literally is a manual for life in the book of Proverbs, well, the entire entire Bible, but uh, I've been going through multiple versions and just trying to get the heart and ask, really asking God, like, show me what is your heart for the day and, you know, cause one of these scriptures to high, you know, to pop out. There, there's some chapters like every other scripture is highlighted, you know, on my app. So I'm like, okay, which, which one is it? But anyways, going through things like that. But again, um, you know, we, we don't want to just talk, talk is cheap. You know? And so we, we just kind of want to highlight that we're having to, we're doing something ourselves and we're, we're putting resources out there for people. Um, and if, if, if somebody listening would just grab a hold of one, really, it could change their lives. So, you know, mentioned wild at heart as a book that I believe should be like the manual for all, for all men, <laughs> you know, just a baseline manual for all men. But, uh, you know, we had, we had Pastor Jordan Roberts on here talking about healing the heart. And I recently went to a healing the heart retreat and I had been to one prior to. And so, um, this time I went in like, all right, obviously I don't have everything figured out and, you know, really healing is a journey. We, we've been through a lot of things in our life. And so like one, one session of classes or one weekend is not going to be a magic wand to fix stuff. But what, what happens is you get tools and as things come up and as you realize, you know, maybe why you reacted a certain way, uh, you're able to deal with it. So, you know, so there's the book, you know, I'm going back through the book and it was funny cause I'm like reading it and I'm like, um, did I read this book last time? <laughs> I know I did, but it all just changed on me. Um, the other thing is obviously we talked about our marriages last weekend went to a marriage retreat and I would highly, re highly recommend weekend to remember to anybody like hands down. I have no affiliation. I have, you know, I'm not getting paid, but it's by family life and they have it just, it's locked. The speakers were incredible, super funny guys. Um, but the material was fantastic. And even though you might be in a room with 300 to 600 people, um, you feel like it's just you and your spouse. Like you, you literally do not have to interact with anybody if you don't want to. Um, and it just, yeah, it was, it was perfect timing. Uh, I, I think I said this to you, but I said, it, I definitely said it to my wife. I said, okay. Um, went to this healing heart retreat weekend, went to the marriage retreat. We're going to a, a conference, you know, next week out in Florida, I said, if I don't have my act together by the end of February, you need to just reach out and slap me. But, you know, God's doing something in my life, thankfully. But all these resources are there and you just got to take, take a little time, take a little money. It's going to take some effort. Nothing's going to be just easy peasy. You know, it's not going to happen by, by chance. Yeah. We, we put all the resources on, on our site and, ironedgeministries.com so you can find them there if you're interested um and if you have something you know you have a resource we have a way to nominate um heroes of faith on our site it's just filling out a form 
that we can highlight, you know, what they're doing and, and, and you have the resources that you need, you know, to, to figure out whatever you're trying to figure out. Typically we, we all kind of fall in the same categories, you know, it's our families, our work, you know, and our ministries. And, uh, we try and cover all those, those topics and then put out as many of the resources we can. We don't put up a resource usually unless we do like a heroes of faith podcast with somebody. It's a great way to bet, you know, if they're authentic, you know, we've yeah. turned down a couple people. We've seen some people that were interesting. It's like, no, that's, it's very much about their persona. It's very much about them and not enough about Christ. So the people that we pick to talk to typically are authentic, selfless. They've given up their lives and sacrificed everything they had and God bless them for it too. That's the, the coolest thing to see. So yeah. there, there's a lot that you can do. And then there's, there's other resources out there. You know, if you, you can always reach out to us, you know, if you're interested in something or, or you, you don't know what to do or you need direction or whatever, we'll be glad to talk to you. I know in my own life, God kind of forced me down the path. I think me and Paul have a lot in common. Uh, every time I went off the path and didn't do what he was telling me to do, something terrible would happen. <laughs> now, I'm not saying God was doing it to me, but he was just making it very clear. It's like, nope, you you got to do this. And so getting into my ministry, Iron Age is part of that. But my ministry really is, you know, reaching out and and helping and being a, a force multiplier for the people who are all over the world, you know, going into the darkest of darkest places that you could possibly imagine uh, and reaching the unreached, the people who haven't heard about Christ and, and also saving them from terrible situations. And I'll tell you, it, it was difficult. Um, if I didn't have the right partner, it'd probably be impossible. Definitely glad my wife is who she is. Cause I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to a war zone for three months. See ya. She's like, okay, go do what God calls you to do. You know, if I didn't have that, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do what he's called me to do. I, I say this often that God uses imperfect people to bring about his perfect plan. And, uh, you know, go watch the chosen and you'll see that in kind of real life. Like we put those guys on pedestals, but you, the, they do such a great job of showing just that these are just men. Um, and then they also show, I love this. They show like the, the tenderness of, of Jesus and the strength. They really show a masculine heart. One that one that can yield, but one that can assert authority, um, and it's never it's never intended to be um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's never intended to be contentious or to stir things up, but it's like it's like the book While at Heart says, "Here I am, deal with it." Yeah, you know when your when your manhood is authentic and it's godly. It's like, I, I do not have to apologize. I'm not, I'm literally not doing anything wrong. I'm walking in who I was created to be my strength, my kindness, whatever it may be. If that is offensive to you, there's really nothing I can do about that. So anyways, yeah. the chosen is another exceptional resource. Um, I recommend going and watching every single episode and they just keep getting better and better. But again, kind of that's all wrapped up in, you know, there ain't none of us perfect. So just, just jump in, take a step of faith, get involved somewhere. If God's, if God's asking you to do something, uh, then do it out. I didn't even tell you this yet, Pete, but 
one of the speakers that was at this um, Family Life uh, weekend to remember, he's actually from Walnut Creek originally. And so I just was chatting with him real quick and I thought, I need to ask this guy to be on our, you know, on our, on our podcast. And um, so I invited him and I happened to have a coin with me. And so nice. I gave him the coin to invite him. And the first thing he said to me wasn't like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to do that. He goes, thank you. Thank you for obeying God's voice and doing this. And I was like, what? Like, mm -hmm. to put it all into perspective, what are we doing here? We're just, we're trying to just be obedient to, you know, so. And then he said, definitely hit me up and we'll figure something out. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's all it takes. Just get out there and do it. Everything yep. Shad said, ditto. Amen. Amen. <laughs>